Welcome to the podcast that no one asked for. The one where your favorite characters from your favorite fandoms get wet, wild, and weird. Where erotic fan fiction helps pop culture pop a boner, and we all get to laugh about it. I'm Allie LaFevre. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And And this this is Fangasm. Fangasm. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, strong language, and characters we don't own. Welcome back to Fangasm. I'm Danny. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay. And wait, Lindsay, are you looking at me because you think that was my phone vibrating? Was it Danny's? <gasps> it was Danny. <laughs> Thank it's a you. Miracle. Mine's off. I just like looked out. I was like, mm, that ain't me. <laughs> Danny needs to throw his in his fish tank. Yeah, put it with the fish. Oh, I, I my fish tank is still oh, going. Right. I put it off. Turn off the fish tank. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm just having a tambourine in between my knees here. Is that bad for the recording? <laughs> Are these cymbals loud? I hope my wind chimes aren't going to be picked up on my mic. <laughs> Good luck, Kimberly the fish. I hope you can make it the next hour without filtration or heat. <laughs> Poor Kimberly. Oh. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, we are officially back for episode two of season 18 and you up. <laughs> Whoop. You can't scare us that easily with a plot full of uh, <laughs> lingering sex. Gosh. We're here to sniff it out. I'm like so excited. I love this premise so much. Yeah, it's really cute. The author of the story, Dr. Stud, reached out to us and said that she had listened to the first episode and loved it. She was oh, just had a riot listening along. So that makes me so happy that we're properly celebrating and, uh, you know, joking with her story that she's done <laughs> such a great job of. Fangasm podcast. Studios hate us. Fanfic authors love us. <laughs> Should literally be our tagline. Mainstream media still figuring out what's going on. Oh. Well, that's the highest praise. Dr. Stud, um, thank you for being happy because you have made us happy and you're making everyone else happy. Truly. So, yeah. Speaking of everyone being happy, uh, I think we said last week that we were so excited for the episode to come out um, when it did because it was the first day of Pride and we were finally doing a fem slash story. And so we are so excited about that. Um, but now it's actually is the first day of Pride. And so now we don't have to be unauthentic about how we're celebrating, <laughs> which is uh, which is now really during the month. So anyway, I uh, I posted something in the group, but probably worth just saying here that, you know, the, the podcast has just been so incredible, not only as a way for me to kind of explore my own sexuality and figure out, you know, my own confidence in, in being out and uh, out proud gay man, but um so much of that has come from the community, and so I'm so grateful for having the the venue. I think I I noted in my post to the group that I wasn't like fully like telling people I was out, so I'm not sure how long that would have lasted hosting a erotic <laughs> fan fiction podcast, yeah. unless I was just like just purely third party commenting Aww. with not giving any of my own experience. But anyway, I now I can and I am, and it's hard to believe that you know it's been over four years and. I know that for others in the group that they've been able to kind of use their pronouns that they're most comfortable with or come out as bisexual or whatever, you know, is their truth. And so I'm grateful that we have the the format to do so and hope that if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, should I or shouldn't I, you know, you could become a podcast host if you do. <laughs> so it's worth it. It's the first step. <laughs> I would highly recommend airing it all as soon as loudly as possible. That's the way to do it, right? That's the order of events as you yeah. host a podcast that is about sex 
and then you come to yep. terms with everything in a very public facing. <laughs> yeah, as much as possible. Oh man, we love you, Danny. Thank we you. really do. Thank we you. love all of you listening. Yeah, this is the perfect day to be recording episode two. Yeah. I just popped in and I saw your post in the group D. And I mean, just think you said it so perfectly. And yeah, we love everyone that listens, no matter your sexual orientation, your preference, uh, how you identify, you are celebrated and loved and supported here. You know, it's it's so funny because I feel like it's opened Lindsay and I's eyes in different ways too. I I, mm-hmm. I just being immersed in a community that's so diverse in so many ways has been beautiful. And you've been such a key part of that, Danny. I think you've just been the most perfect add to this trio and we can't imagine doing it without you. And uh, we love that you get to be fully who you are here because we we love exactly who you are. So too much so. <laughs> I was going to say the chicken salad's a bit much. It's a lot. And you're not as timely as we would hope. The seafood salad. The, oh, yeah. The seafood salad and your punctuality comes into question a lot. I'm not going to apologize for being me. <laughs> the only thing we want you to apologize for. Yeah. Love me for my seafood salad or lose me forever. Yeah. We, uh, as I say this out loud, it's not currently, well, it's not not possible because I think we actually do have our Pride merch that's up on our store. Yep. But- I'm hoping that we will also have this even more Pride merch up on our store. Um, so check out our links and bios, et cetera, because we've actually seen quite a bit of like Pride scandals this year of merch that's like over the top. So if we're we're nothing but fashion designers. <laughs> um, but if you go on and you're inspired to buy something, the proceeds from that will go towards Lambda Literary, which um, is a nonprofit group that promotes LGBTQ um, authors and, and fiction, et cetera. Um, and make sure that there's representation in books and schools and they, they do a ton. So check it out. Yeah. So you can look on our website on the merch tab. You can get to our, our merch from there or like Danny mentioned, any uh, links in the bio of our social. And I'm sure we'll be posting um, new merch as it rolls out uh, on our social platforms as well. Okay. We have a lot of fun announcements to make before we get into the blowdown. One of them is we've been hanging on to a listener email for a few weeks because we wanted to read it during the season. So this listener, I confirmed with her that she is totally cool with us reading this email. So her name is Alexandra, and I have to say that's my legal name, so I love her already. Um, But So I'm just going to read her email. She said, hi, Lindsay, Allie, Danny. I cannot believe I found such a weird and niche podcast as yours, but boy, am I glad that I did. I've been binging the seasons while working and have been having a laugh out loud every day. Fortunately, I am still working from home, so I've not had to explain this to any of my coworkers, but I am going to have to get my shit together when I go back to the office next month. The funniest thing about finding this podcast is that early into quarantine, I felt a divine inspiration to write a parody of the famous Oh Captain, My Captain. The poem I ended up writing is Godric Gryffindor reminiscing on sexy times with Salazar Slytherin and mourning his death. I think I've created a beautiful piece of literature, but my friends have mostly just thought I'm weird for writing it. I was so happy to stumble upon your podcast because y'all seem like the sort of freaks that would appreciate it. You guys are great, so keep on being fabulous. And she said we can read this glorious piece of literature. It's very short, but it's wonderful. Yes. And it's actually perfect for the first day of Pride, which is when we're recording because it's Godric Gryffindor and Salazar Slytherin. So we, we get a little throwback to uh, Harry Potter as well, which is very fun. So I'm going to read it <laughs> for you all. <laughs> and now another Alexandra will be reading. Actually, Danny, I feel like you should read it because it's written from the male perspective. I think you can really add some gravitas to this poem. I can add the male, but will you add the Italian? 
No, it is not. <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor. Um, I did do for work. I had to speak with somebody who was Italian, and it you actually wasn't so bad to the untrained American. Here. <laughs> That's good to hear. Yeah. Oh, Salazar, my Salazar. <laughs> Our mission here is done. You've slithered in my chamber. The climax thought is won. Bliss is near. Whispers I hear. My body is exulting. While stroking with a steady hand, your shaft large and hardening. But, oh, Sal, Sal, Sal. Oh, that flashing light of dread. Where on the bed my Salazar lies. Avada Kedavrid. Dead. <laughs> oh, Salazar, my Salazar, rise up and cast your spells. Rise up for you, the serpent strikes. For you, my body melts. For you, lockets and green jewels. For you, I am submitting. For you, I moan, my selfish man, your eager body thrusting. Here, Salazar, dear lover, my cock is hard as lead. It is some dream that on this bed you were Avada Kedavra dead. <laughs> My Salazar does not answer. His lips are plump, but still. My lover does not see my cock. He is not hard, nor thrilled. <laughs> His soul has left me grieving here. The casket closed and done. This soured night of Sal's plight closes with rising sun. Cheer, O oh, Huffles and Raven Claws, but I, with greatest dread, return to bed where Sal lies. Avada Kedavrid, dead. <sighs> I weep. Oh my goodness. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. I mean, beautiful. I have never felt so virile oh. before as uh, shouting <laughs> erotic Harry Potter poetry. It's oh just my stunning. Goodness. What a gift. What an elegant poem. The word. Thank you, Alexandra. I would have expected nothing less. Um, you are a great carrier of our name. <laughs> Snaps for Alexandra. La, 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 la. Also, This makes me feel like if you want to write something instead of like a parody song and you don't like to sing, send us a a parody poem. Yeah. I love it. That's really fun. Yeah. We've got Dr. Stud. Do we have Dr. Caboose writing (laughs) uh, anything for us? Someone please write uh, a parody of I Cannot Go to School Today, said little Peggy Ann McKay. Yeah. A little shell. (laughs) A little shell. Oh, you shell Silverstein. That's shell. Yeah. (laughs) One nipple, two nipple. <laughs> yeah. My nipple, you nipple. <laughs> well, so I think the only other update is that if you're listening to this right when it came out, tomorrow is Fangasm Day, otherwise known as June 9th, a.k.a. 6-9. And Fangasm Day is just a day to celebrate your love of erotic fan fiction, your experience with fangasm. You can send in your voicemails and Danny's going to read the number in a second and tell us what the podcast has meant to you or funny stories relating to it, just sort of to celebrate what this podcast has been and the community it has brought together. And then if you want to share on social any of those memories or any of your favorite stories, your favorite authors, your favorite clips of the pod, you can use hashtag Fangasm Day and you can tag us at Fangasm Podcast on all um, the social media channels. And Danny, would you uh, give us that voicemail number? 872-216-0881. Avada Kedavra dead. <laughs> uh, excellent. Okay, I think the last thing to do is blow her down. Yeah. So in the very first episode of season 18 and you up, 
basically the premise is Tony Stark is putting together a another opportunity to raise money for charity and he is essentially creating a matchmaking dating show that is kind of a parody of Love Island. It's called The Love Bunker. And we have eight couples. We have 16 of the Avengers that are contestants on the show. And the only way that they essentially agree to participate is that their memories are all wiped. So they don't really know or recognize each other. They don't have any shared history. It's supposed to be like a very sexy matchmaking show where they're going to pair off and couple up. Right now, the perspective we have is Captain Marvel's. And she just got fitted for a patriotic bikini. And she has her eye on Valkyrie, right? She has her eye on Valkyrie. She keeps making little comments so far. Yeah. And she's currently paired up with Peter Quill. So we have eight couples. Everyone is paired off right now. And I think we're going to get a lot of couple swapping. (laughs) I think that we're going to get into things now in this episode. And they're all in like itty bitty bikinis. Yeah. It's fantastic. I'm so excited. And we were joking that as she gets put in the bikini and like sent out into the love bunker that it was like the Hunger Games. (laughs) Yeah. But it's very, this is like the thirsty games because they're all thirsty. Oh my God. I love that. Fantastic. Write it down for an episode title, Al. Sure am. Can't write fast enough. There we go. Instead of the three fingers up, they're all doing the shocker. (laughs) (laughs) Bow chicka wow wow. You know what people comment is how often we say, oh, that's the episode title, and it's not the actual episode title. We like to keep you on your toes. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt, just like, cut that, Susan. I feel like, oh, there's the episode title, and it never, ever is. You know what would be a really fun t-shirt is, you know how artists or bands will have their tour cities and dates on the back? Yeah. You should have the episode titles on the back, and the front of the shirt says, there's the episode title, and then all the, – because they're so insane, the episode titles. That would be fun. To see them all in, like, little print on the back. I'd wear that. Hey, <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. Flaunting our own merch and on. <laughs> Add it to the list. All right. Danny's reading. I have the, all the vigor from earlier. <laughs> there was a crack of thunder as the sky darkened suddenly overhead. <laughs> Actually, it works. What was the – was it a quickie or an episode where Danny was, like, doing 12 different voices and he was so out of breath and so, so tired, like, nervous? <laughs> I think it was a quickie. It was a horse. You just committed to everything. <laughs> yeah. Luna was one of them because he was so tired by the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Pansy. You know what? It was Beauty and the Beast because it was Pansy as Fran Dresser. Oh, that's right. And I think it was all the characters and there was yeah. a horse. <laughs> I was like, why is there a horse there? Okay. Let's do it. There was a crack of thunder as the sky darkened suddenly overhead. Bruised clouds gathered in a threatening sky and flashes of lightning seared the air. Carol tensed, ready for a fight as fog swirled between the heroes. There was a thud as a bulky shape landed in the midst. Ever so slowly, it cleared to reveal a towering, fair-haired beast of a man, muscles rippling with every breath as he stepped forwards into the clearing. The deck shook beneath his footsteps. Hello, everyone, he rumbled. Tis I, Thor, the god of thunder, and most likely the winner of this thing. (laughs) Danny, you get to use your, oh, captain, my captain voice. (laughs) I know, it's perfect. Perfect. You have some good vocal (gasps) warm-ups. This is how every guy on Love Island shows up, though. You know, they're all like, I am Dave (laughs) of- Cleveland. Manchester, (laughs) you know, and, and I am the hottest- 
But the thing is, like, they're all so hot that, like, you see one and you're like, that's a hot guy. And then you see the second one, you're like, oh, you're a Love Island six. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That must be so intimidating for them because they're probably used to being the 10. And then they get bumped yeah. to the six in this uh, dynamic. Right. Like the doctor, like the hot doctor with abs is picked last yeah. because oh, he's 5'11 <laughs> and not 6'4. You know, it's like Carol rolled her eyes, catching the one called Valkyrie doing the same, and her heart lifted a little. All the other women looked gobsmacked, even Nebula. Thor, you have the chance to steal one of these women, Pepper smiled. Who will you choose? Right, because it's just a game. Yeah, they come new people come on to off shift. So oh next gosh. time it'll Yeah. I'm so excited. And someone's getting voted off. This is the musical chairs. Thor's a great ringer. He's a good person to just like throw into mm-hmm. the mix once oh, yeah. couples have been paired off because he is like a striking gentleman with a hammer on him. Only fitting for the goddess Natalie Portman. Yes, indeed. The rest of the men shuffled incrementally closer to their partners, eyeing the beautiful god's golden locks and solid abs with suspicion. Thor grinned roguishly as he passed each couple on the deck, eyeing the women with a mischievous glint in his eyes, apparently not noticing the hunted stares of the men. Carol shivered as he looked her up and down, feeling vulnerable in the flimsy swimwear. Finally, Thor stopped in front of Valkyrie, and she stared boldly back at him. I like this one, (laughs) boomed Thor. (laughs) Commanding presence. Uh. I'll bet you do, Pepper laughed to herself. Sorry, T'Challa. Looks like you're sleeping alone tonight. Now, I'll get out of your hair so you folks can mingle. Have a drink on us and enjoy the sunset and each other. Pepper strode down the boardwalk and out of sight. The contestants looked at each other warily. Well, sighed Peter. I don't know about you guys, but I could really use a beer. Let's go check this bar out. By the way, he muttered to Carol. I know she introduced me as Peter, but generally I'm known as Star-Lord. It's no big deal, but just a little something you should know. That's my nickname. (laughs) Oof. But my friends call me and you're like, oh, God. Big dick, because my (laughs) birth name is Richard. Okay. Carol ignored the constant buzz of humble bragging coming from Peter's direction. In fact, she ignored all the men. None of them held any interest to her. He's got a lot of, like, small... Lord energy or small star energy. What are we going to call the opposite of big dick energy? (laughs) Small galaxy energy? Small star? Dwarf star energy. (laughs) I don't have enough space. (laughs) And though she could appreciate their beauty, none of the women held any attraction for her either. Except Mm. Valkyrie. Mm. Valkyrie. That swishing (laughs) braid, those dangerous eyes. The way her hips rocked as she swayed over to the marble bar top and nonchalantly brought the tip of beer bottle to her full lips. Though she didn't know it, she had just lit a fire in the pit of Carol's stomach and the flames were getting higher every second. Wait, Danny, was that supposed to be set to the tune of Valerie? Uh, I was like, that was Amy Winehouse. Well, sometimes I go out to the bunker. (laughs) Valkyrie. Somebody uh, go for it, yeah, you know, that. that seed plants into a, a Victoria, balloon. I'm going to tag you in. Yeah. <laughs> deet dudes. Do we have Marvel deet dudes? What have we been doing? It was like, wasn't it like, pew. We should do the, <laughs> or like, what did you just do, Danny? I don't remember the mocking Jay. Bow, chick wow, wow. But that's Hunger Games. Oh. Bow, chick wow, wow. <laughs> Great, done. We're just going to merge them all. Was that it? Did you do it? I liked Allie. Allie did it. I think it sounded great. <laughs> okay. I'll take this one. You can do yeah. the next. <laughs> Sleep didn't come easily to Carol the first night at the chateau. Mm. It wasn't just Peter's loud snores from beside her in the bed that kept her from drifting off. 
Nora Drax is on her other side. I bet they all snore so much. But the reflections of the evening turning over on themselves in her mind. All the heroes had had a shared sense of knowing each other without even knowing first names or how they'd met, which gave all the getting-to-know-you conversations a flavor of redundancy, despite it being a necessary part of proceedings. Wait, is she sharing about two guys? I think it's, well, in Love Island, all of the bed. you guys, I know so much yeah, about Love tell Island. tell us. Enlighten us. Except not really. All of the beds are, there's like a room with like 12 beds. Oh. And they're all next to each other. And you have to share the bed as soon as you meet the person. Oh, wow. That's intense. But you're saying they're all twin beds with no space in between them. They're all double beds mm. with a little space in between them. But why does she have Peter on one side and Drax on another side? I think just in the bed next to her, she can hear Drax snore. Okay. Got it. So it makes sense to call it the bunker. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> You're welcome, Lindsay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here. You had to visualize it. They were the most random mix of races, and how they'd come together in the first place was anyone's guess. She had already made up her mind that Peter could never hold any attraction for her, and the reason surprised her. They were far too similar. He was mischievous and quick-witted, fast to turn a temper and slow to back down from a challenge, and he was persistent. She had to give him that. He'd spent the evening bragging and telling stories that, to her surprise, had made her laugh, though over his shoulder, he had noticed the jade warrioress Gamora listening subtly, turning away Aww. when he looked at her, pretending she wasn't Aww. interested. Carol, for lack of sleep, had started to develop a plan. I keep thinking that Peter Quill is probably like trying to woo these ladies by playing his cassette tape that he thinks is just like the best mix he's ever heard. <laughs> and it's like the same 12 songs on repeat. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, Peter, we've heard, we've heard that before. Yeah, you can flip to the other side. So good. <laughs> Peter, cool story. <laughs> and lastly, just when sleep slowly announced its imminence through her heavy eyelids and slowing breaths, she thought of the shield maiden, Valkyrie, mm. who remained a mystery to Carol despite her various attempts to catch her in conversation. As she drifted off, she dreamed of how it would feel to touch her skin, to kiss those full lips, and to have Valkyrie's muscular legs locked around Ooh. her. Sooner than she'd wanted, the sun's young rays were slanting down on her puffy eyelids and the sleepers were rising from their beds. Carol grabbed a glass of water and threw on her training gear, joining the other fighters in the outdoor gym. Some trained alone with weights or weapons, their edges protected with a layer of nano foam to prevent any accidents. <laughs> but Carol joined the group organizing body-only combat. It's crazy that they have a whole combat station as part of It's of awesome because he wants them to stay in fighting shape. Yeah, yeah, I love it. They put us all together, and we're not sure where we came from, but we knew that we were destined <laughs> to pair off and fall in love. You know, I feel like that's how they do, like, you know, in the start of oh, the yeah. movie. Like, I don't know. I don't know what brought us together, but yeah. we're here to fight <laughs> the bad guys. Body combat only. <laughs> we're going to fight off loneliness. <laughs> With our fists. With our fists. <laughs> right. And instead of, like, having, like, condoms everywhere, there's just nano foam <laughs> for everyone. Protection for- Use protection. Yeah. Practice safe sparring. <laughs> <laughs> she found the rounds in martial arts as good as conversations for getting to know people. And besides, she had seen Valkyrie headed that way. Her first round was with Drax, who, for all his strength, could not seem to match her agility. She danced shapes around him, only struggling once as he got her in a hold with which she fought to break out of. I decided that I should have said, practice safe flex, like flexing your muscles. Oh. I would like to submit that as the better pun and I'd like to interrupt you reading the story to <laughs> insert that. That was worth it. We will accept that submission. Thank you. I'm submitting. You guys, do they have their powers or they just have strength? I think they've got powers okay. because he just dropped in from the sky, right? Yeah, okay. 
Thor just dropped in. So they mm. must have some. Okay. Her first round was with Drax, who for all his strength, uh, da da da, you're stronger than you look, he said through gritted teeth. No flies on you either, Carol said. Drax frowned. No fly could land on me. I would swat it before. <laughs> he was cut short as Carol flipped him with a well-placed tug on his wrist and a foot to his shoulder. <laughs> Classic move. Yeah, could you imagine dating Drax? Just like so literal. It would be so annoying. So beefy. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay, we would die. No wordplay, no puns, oh. no metaphors, nothing. He's just like, no. I'd be like, oh, bye. <laughs> but flex, flex is inherently violent. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, practice safe flex. And he's like, it cannot be safe. When you're this muscular. Hey, 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 Drax, look at this pun I tweeted. <laughs> what do you, what does that mean? Do you own a bird? <laughs> Okoye was next She was a woman of few words But her combat skills were impressive She had a massive reach advantage on Carol Who counteracted it with a close combat So that Okoye's long limbs Couldn't use the momentum Generated by distance (laughs) That's Sherman's squeaky Could you hear it? Yeah How many rogue pets do you have in your house? It sounded like like fight sound effects It's like And she spun Uh around It's like Like not, not like Marvel sound effects at all. No. It's like we inserted our own. Yeah. yeah. Very low budget. <laughs> Drax ran. Scramble, scramble, scramble. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> so cute. Marco just brought him in from the dog park and like. I love when dogs, he's just like. Hur. He's so jeeked up right now. No fly could land on him. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's trying to get you. <laughs> okay, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> let me let me just. I'm gonna just. It's so cute. Ah, there we go. During the spar, Okoye's eyes held a furious concentration, and Carol felt intimidated by the powerful woman. But as they concluded the match, Okoye suddenly flashed her a warm grin. Good fight, sister. Let's go again tomorrow. Next was Steve, whose style was decidedly old school, but classically beautiful almost courteous. Mm. His grapples and strikes were straightforward, but like a fine meal, contained the best ingredients, Mm. were well-prepared and served with the quiet knowledge that the effect would deliver. Carol realized she had initially mistaken him for a flashy pretty boy, but now she sensed greater substance beneath the surface. When they finished, he shook her hand. I'm going to learn from you, I think. I was about to say the same. Your military? Air Force, you? Army, a while back. Just a while. And that was all. <laughs> and that was all that time they had before Carol found herself face to face with Valkyrie. <gasps> Tension. Valkyrie. <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> I stepped up on the mat by myself. <laughs> Her breath stopped. Before she could think, the timer had gone and Valkyrie jumped in with a heavy roundhouse kick towards her <gasps> head, which Carol heard whistling by her ear as she swerved just in time. It took her a number of defenses before she could regain control. The beautiful shield maiden drove her attacks on relentlessly, and Carol had to be quicker than with any of the others to keep her head above water. The combat got closer and closer until strikes were out of the question, and the fight turned to grips, holds, and throws bringing their bodies ever nearer until finally the fight ended. Carol struggling to keep Valkyrie's limbs pinned to the ground. For the first time, Carol had a chance to see the shield maiden's eyes up close. 
They were the most beautiful shade of molten chocolate, mm. flecked with gold and ringed with burnt umber, framed by eyelashes that Carol could almost hear swish as Valkyrie blinked. Uh, so are you going to get off me or what? Carol stuttered, but Valkyrie didn't wait, flicking Carol's wrists off her and pushing her, not carelessly, to the side before extending an arm so they could pull each other up. Good match, Cap. I won't be on the ground next time. I'll be in your bed. She winked and strode onto the next opponent, leaving Carol somewhat breathless. This reminds me of Simba and Nala. Pinja, Pinja again. When they, they're like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. spring Lion King into it for no reason. This is going to be Lion King 69. <laughs> so many things to tell her. What? <laughs> I can make her to- <laughs> <laughs> That's, no, that, that voice is going to be Drax. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> <laughs> My trio's down to two. <laughs> oh. When the session was over, Carol showered off the sweat and dressed in the most supportive bikini she could find. <laughs> then looked at herself in the mirror and threw a long shirt on over it, keeping the buttons open as she saw Valkyrie's silhouette passing by the misted window. To her delight, anyone who had not done the combat training had partaken in preparing a solid breakfast with avocado, toast, spicy beans, mushrooms, and eggs done three ways to boot. Mm-mm. She all but hugged Wanda, Bruce, and Mantis and helped set up the table for the steaming food. With uh, the tension of yesterday evening gone, she was starting to enjoy the company of this odd troop. Thor and Loki, who turned out to be brothers, though Carol would never have guessed, (laughs) exchanging embarrassing childhood stories about one another. Drax and Nebula had already struck up a strange alliance that seemed based off the fact that they were both literal, largely humorless, and potentially blue. (laughs) And Carol found herself verbally sparring with Peter, which was immensely fun, though it reminded her of a sibling banter rather than romantic. During their meal, Carol caught T'Challa eyeing up Thor's abs, Mm. though as an opponent or a casual admirer, Carol couldn't say. Thor had a beer with breakfast, as did Valkyrie, and though he threw compliments at her with every opportunity, she came back hard with witty rebuttals every time, which only seemed to spur his advances on. The joviality translated blissfully into the rest of the day, As they cleared the breakfast plates and lounged around the pool, the sun rose high in the sky, and Carol sought every opportunity to get to know Valkyrie as much as she could. Everything she did fascinated Carol, like the way she could flick the top of a beer with just the edge of her thumb, the song she hummed while she absentmindedly helped the others prepare dinner, and the way she bit her lip as she looked out on the sun setting over the sea, as if she was looking for something out there that Carol couldn't make out. I hope Carol makes out soon. Yeah, same. <laughs> In the evening, they found themselves sitting by the marble bar top on the high seats, looking at everyone milling around the pool. I love the word mm. milling. It's good. Fairy lights hung all around the chateau and fireflies danced in the distance. But the pair's attention was focused on the group on the lawn in front of them. Poor Stephen. He's not great with women, is he? Observed Carol. <laughs> he's too shy and he's not drinking enough alcohol to fix that particular problem, <laughs> said Valkyrie. Carol smiled. Alcohol's not always the answer, you know. It is if the question is, what is liquid courage? (laughs) Carol laughed out loud this time and then sighed. I don't know if anyone here is right for him. We're a very mismatched bunch. Well, I'll give you another one then. He, Valkyrie indicated Drax, likes her nodding towards Mantis. (gasps) How can you tell? He's literally the most emotionless person I've ever met, said Carol. What can I say? I've got a sixth sense about these things. Pity you're missing the other five, Carol teased. Oh, snap. Valkyrie looked at her sideways. Peter seems like a fun guy. 
He is, and I have no interest in him. But I know someone who might. Carol leaned towards Valkyrie conspiratorially and nodded at Gamora. I have a plan. Maybe you can help me with it. Oh, are we meddling with nature's course? (laughs) I do love a high-stakes experiment. Something to throw off the balance. Carol glanced at Valkyrie. What do you think of Thor? Valkyrie took a long draft from her beer and sat it down thoughtfully. Well, he is very strong and brave and a fellow as guardian. But to be honest, I think he's far too interested in himself to lend his attentions to any woman here. She indicated him smoothing his hair, checking his reflection in a glass window before striding over to Gamora and Nebula. Besides, I have a confession that may turn this whole thing on its head. Carol's heart leapt. And what's that? She asked slyly, trying to be smooth. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. But let's just say that if Thor doesn't hold any interest for me, I highly doubt any other man could. That's an admission. Is she also into Mantis? (laughs) I like that they're um, conspiring together. I I like that they've kind of teamed up to observe the group. I think this is very cute. Mm -hmm. Valkyrie rose to her feet as the others wandered past them towards the bedroom, waiting until the last of them had gone by before leaning forward slowly. Carol's heart jumped to attention inside her chest. But Valkyrie reached an arm past her and flicked the light switch off the wall. That was a bait and a real switch. (laughs) Carol was frozen like a deer in the headlights as she inhaled Valkyrie's musky scent. And though she had not imagined it possible, her heart raced even faster when Valkyrie put her full lips to Carol's ear and murmured, I think you and I both have a secret that's about to bring this house down. (gasps) The end. Oh, that's a great cliffhanger. Great. A real cliffhanger. Wow. I I need to go downstairs and get my stomach medicine. I think I ate something bad. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> She's just like, I've got dreams. I'm about to bring this bunker down. I've got really bad IBS. <laughs> if you thought all the men snoring was bad, wait until they hear the powerful fart of an Asgardian. <laughs> Blow this roof right off. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Dr. Stud. Ready? Yeah. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Is your hammer Palm tree up, up or, or down? down? Palm tree. I couldn't remember what we landed on. Shoot, I was still saying hammer. We just, Marvel is hammer. Okay, let's just say hammer. I think hammer's nice. I think it's good. We never redo that song. That's perfect. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. Botched every time. <laughs> you brought the house down. We brought that. I really did. <laughs> okay, Palm Tree, what do you think? <laughs> oh, oh I, I love it. I love that they're conspiring together. I like that they are both onto each other as well, that they're not really jiving romantically with the other members of the house. They have a good banter and friendship going, but um, I think they're pretty clear that they have only eyes for each other. I also think it's hilarious that they don't really remember. It's, I guess it's not that they don't remember their capabilities. They just don't remember the other people because I think yeah. it would be hilarious if they didn't really know that they were superheroes and they're just sparring with these strangers. Like, they have no idea their skills. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I love all the tension that the sparring brings to the dynamic. I think it's great. Wands up, hammers up, <laughs> palm trees up. Shaking my coconuts for this story. <laughs> <laughs> my hammer's up as well. I think it's, Everything Allie said. I like, I love, well, I don't think it's going to be as straightforward as her just telling her, I think we both 
I don't know. Do we think it's already happening that she's like, we have this secret and we like each other? Or is it still mm-hmm. just that we have the secret that we don't like men, but I don't know that they like each other yet. You think that's already what she's telling her? No, I think it's going to be a slower burn. I okay, think there's going to be a lot of angst and tension. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that too. And I love, I love angst and tension. I, I'm excited for um, new people to continue to come yeah. as well and like shake yeah. things up. So I didn't even think about that. Maybe there will be like another woman that tries to steal her affections at first mm-hmm. and then she ultimately chooses Carol. I don't know. Because Black Widow's not here. We don't have um, Natasha and she's obviously very sexy and compelling. So I, I think she's going to throw a wrench in things too. If she shows up. I mean, we don't know. Yeah, I bet she does. Danny? I, yeah, one is, hammer is, palm tree is way up. Canoe paddle is sky high. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the fighting scene because uh, it was written like a sex scene with all of the kind of dynamics and motion. Mm-hmm. And so it was fun to get that in a different way. Um, I definitely want a side story about Wanda Bruce and Mantis cooking in the kitchen and preparing breakfast. <laughs> I feel like that is full sitcom. Oh, for uh, sure. Definitely inspired by WandaVision. And it's just, it is so much fun to see, like, first impressions of all of these characters, like, all by one by one, and, like, what that kind of sexual chemistry, it would or wouldn't be, you know, like literal Drax and self-absorbed Thor and... Yeah, to see how everyone's going to... Who everyone has a crush on and how that's going to work out and how they all like their eggs. Things like that. I'm looking forward to it Mm -hmm. all. Eggs three ways. What three ways do we think it is? Poached, scrambled, scrambled, and uh, over easy? Are those the big three? (laughs) Yeah. Scramble... I don't know that poached is a big three. You don't think poached is a big three? Definitely. I was thinking fried, scrambled, and over easy. What's fried? I like the way... That's just when the – that's when it's – Isn't that over easy? The yolk – over easy is when the yellow is runny and fried egg is the whole – everything is firm. Oh, okay. But poach, I'm sure – poach is up there. I don't know. We got some health nuts on this island. Maybe we got a poached egg or two. Dr. Stud, let us know what's for <laughs> breakfast uh, so we can sleep easy tonight. Yeah, tell us the three main ways. Please confirm the three main eggs. Egg. Egg. Yeah. So much fun. Um, tune in. Like Love Island, we're going to be putting out a new episode every single day of the week. So tomorrow we'll do another. No, I'm just kidding. We're only going once a week. So tune in next week to find out what happens, what schemes they're up to, where the roof of the house is now, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) They had to crack a window. (laughs) Leave us a voicemail. um, Buy a pride shirt. Shout on top of your bed. Whatever you want to do to celebrate this week's episode. We love you. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 For more erotic goodness, join our Patreon where you can access hundreds of hours of steamy content and bonus episodes from your favorite pop culture fandoms at patreon.com forward slash fangasm. For updates, merch, to join our private Facebook group, The Fanny Pack, or to submit a story, visit fangasmpodcast.com. For a regular hookup, make sure you subscribe and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. 10 points for nice reviews.